Boston Celtics are still alive in the Eastern Conference Finals. We finally see some Celtics basketball. And did Joe Missoula stumble into a timeout strategy? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to those devices of subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber, open up your favorite app, click subscribe and get the show as soon as it drops. Do the same thing on YouTube, ring the bell, get notified when a video drops. I don't know if we're going to see as many Miami Heat fans after the Boston Celtics take game four of the Eastern Conference Finals, 116-99. to 99. Uh, a, big, a big win, staying alive in the Conference Finals. I'm John Corrales. I used to play once upon a time. Now, I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. And I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Star. So if you want to pick that up, please do. You can find it on my website, johncorrales.com. Later on, I'll talk about Joe Mazzulla's timeout strategies. Uh, which it's just kind of funny. Uh, I'll get into some of the individual performances in the second segment, but I, I just kind of want to get into this flow of this game here where the Celtics, it, it took a little while for them to get into the, the this game. There, there were a couple of points in this where I thought they, uh, they would not win this game. By the way, today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA, and when you enter the promo code LockdownNBA, They'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I got one of those. It's pretty cool. Uh, and the shorts are pretty cool, too. Celtics came out, and they they built a little bit of a lead, and Miami came right back. And I, I thought to myself, like, oh, boy. I really felt like after the first quarter, the Celtics needed to be up by, like, 10 or 15. The Celtics needed to make this – uh, a kind of start to finish kind of win, and when they didn't right away, I thought this was this was it. They were toast. Uh, but credit to them, they had a couple of different instances where it looked like they might be losing this game, where things might be slipping away, and each time they pulled it together, put together a big run, and either in two instances took a lead or got back into the game or in the third instance they broke the game open so the Celtics stayed together this this is such an important win after everything that's been said about the Celtics after everything that's been said about Joe Mazzulla uh this team how soft they are hand I've been saying it too and it not, this win doesn't change any of that they're still not a tough team they're still not uh, the the type of team that you know is is going to remind you of the 08 Celtics. You know this is still an offense first team. All of that stuff still applies, 
but you show you, you saw a little bit of the toughness. You saw a little bit of that resilience. You saw a little bit of that poise come through. All of the things that we've all been asking for starting to come through now for the Celtics in this in this series, in this game here. And that that's an important development for the Celtics because they, they needed to know, not we didn't need to know necessarily as much as they needed to know that they had that resilience within them, that they could look each other in the eye and trust each other and get the type of performance on both ends of the floor that can have them believing in themselves heading into a game five. I've been saying all along, the odds are stacked way against the Celtics. It's it's very unlikely that the Celtics are going to actually pull this thing off. But each step along the way, they can do things that can make this miracle actually happen. And as I've been saying all along, if it's going to happen, this is the scenario where it can happen. A top seed, the Celtics are the second seed, with all of that talent that they have. And Miami, still a talented team, but have guys playing above their heads, while the Celtics have had guys playing well below what they normally would play. So some leveling off now levels the playing field where Boston's talent can take over. And you say, okay, here's game four. They didn't get swept. Did they find some things here in this series? Well, Al Horford said they did. They played with more pace. They played uh, faster. They they didn't hold the ball as much. Meanwhile, Miami held the ball a little bit more. They didn't move as much, and that kind of hurt them. There There was one instance in the fourth quarter. The Celtics were absolutely in the process of screwing this up again. They were absolutely in the process of starting to walk the ball up the floor with six or seven minutes left. I don't know if the Celtics understand how time works because their little walk the walk the, the ball up the floor, take the full eight seconds, step just over half court, right as that eight-second call should be made. But they're doing it at like six and seven minutes left to go in the game. It's like, buddy, there's like half a quarter left. And it's not like you're up 30. They're up by 10, 12 at that point. They they got a a steal. Marcus Smart got the ball. He pushed it up. Jalen Brown got an and one. But as Marcus is is running up, he's waving guys. Like, come on. Let's go. Come on. Run with me. And he got Jalen the and one. And after that, he pumps himself. He's like, ah. And he like hugs Jason Tatum. And it's just this, this feeling of, you know, Marcus understands, Hey guys, let's finish this off. You watch the nuggets and how they finished off the Lakers, uh, especially in that game three, this, the nuggets just came down and they ran their stuff. They just ran it. And I'm desperate for the Celtics to come down and start doing that. And maybe this is something that they can learn from this game. Stop walking the ball up the floor. Stop taking that full eight seconds with so much time left in the game because you're you're running your offense with nine seconds to go. And it drives me nuts because I asked Joe Mazzula yesterday, day before the, the, the game, said, hey, you know, why why don't you guys probe more? Why don't you guys look for the good to great shot. 
And he says flat out, defenses get tougher later in the shot clock. He said that's an exact quote. Why then do the Celtics walk the ball up the floor and start running their late game offense with nine seconds on the shot clock when everybody on that team, the coach says, defenses get tougher later in the shot clock? Why do they do that? Stop trying to milk the clock with so much time left in the game. I can understand 14, 15 point lead and there's two minutes to go. All right. At that point, yeah, now you're playing the math game. But I'm getting off, I'm getting off the topic because I absolutely saw the Celtics start going down that road. They got the stops they needed. Marcus Smart got uh got them going, got them pushing the ball up again, and they they closed the game out. Uh, the Celtics, you can boil this down if you want to just kind of distill it down to its most basic. What have I said? What was the big thing that that everybody was talking about from this podcast a couple nights ago? I said the Celtics are pandas because they rely on three-point shooting. Well, guess what? 18 of 45, 40% from three, 8 of 32 for Miami, 25%. Plenty of bamboo for the Celtics in this one. 18 threes made, 40% shooting, 50% from from the uh, field overall. Weirdly, uh, a 12 of 18, you had six missed free throws. Celtics keep doing that every once in a while. I don't know why. Uh, Free throws kept Miami kind of in this. They were 23 of 28. Celtics continue to foul too much, but um, the three-point shooting. It comes down to the Celtics got a ton more three-pointers, made a ton more three-pointers. And it's not just the Celtics. I mean, it's Al Horford, right? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown were combined 5 of 14. Jalen was 1 of 5. His shot wasn't falling. It was an okay game, nothing special from Jalen. Jason had a big second half, but it was the role players who stepped up. If you want to boil it down to... How this game was won, there it is. Uh, I'll talk more about that in just a minute. First, let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs are this cool pair of shorts that uh, I got that are super comfortable. They come with this, this special lining in there already. So you can wake up, throw a pair of bird. If you're running late especially, throw on your bird dogs. They're super comfortable. They're stylish. They are uh, just the right length to show off a little bit of leg. Maybe you've been getting out there and doing a little bit of walking or running and yard work, and you, you know, it's a little, a little bit of quad there. You want to show the definition. Bird dogs will help you do that. The best part about bird dogs is you can wake up. Uh, you can go to work if you are allowed to wear shorts. They're stylish enough where it goes. It works for that. A little casual meeting, business casual meeting. You got that. Then you can hit the golf course play around a golf in them, then go run, jump in the pool. The, the fabric dries off super quickly. And then after that, you can go and catch your date all with the same pair of shorts. That's a special pair of shorts. And not only that, not only are you getting stylish, modern, versatile shorts, you can go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA 
Then enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNBA. You'll get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So, hey, maybe it's uh, Memorial Day weekend's coming up. You want to get a little traveler with you. You want to be out there at the party looking good. Maybe it's a pool party, and you can jump into the pool and jump out and have your tumbler with your drink. Perfect. It's whatever. Keeps the cold cold, keeps the hot hot. It's great stuff. Bird Dogs, super popular, super fun. So go check them out. Birddogs.com slash NBA. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On NBA, Locked On Celtics. <laughs> I should be on Locked On NBA tonight, but because the Celtics played, I'm not. Locked On Celtics, your first listen. Check out Locked On NBA. Uh, check out Locked On Heat. They're going to have reaction from this. Uh, so, yeah, tomorrow I'll have Howard Beck on the show to kind of make sense of what we saw. So, like I said, the Celtics were getting, and, and this is really where the Celtics, the Celtics won this game, I think. It's not just that Tatum had a big game, another huge elimination game where Tatum performs generally really, really well in elimination games. Uh, Tatum, uh, Andy Bailey shared this stat in elimination games. Tatum's averaging just under 30 points in 10 elimination games since the start of the 2020 playoffs. Just under 30 points. Just under nine rebounds, six and a half assists, 1.2 steals, 1.2 blocks, shooting 46% on twos, 40, almost 44% on threes, and almost 83% from the line. Jason Tatum loves a closeout game. He did most of his damage in the second half uh, after a tough start. And, and credit to him, he stuck with it. Uh, after a tough start, he had three turnovers right away, and it looked bad. It looked like I, I even... I think I tweeted out, like, I don't know what the hell Jason Tatum is even doing right now. But he kept his poise, very important, kept his poise, kept it going. Not only did he calm down his turnovers, the Celtics calmed down their turnovers, and they turned the heat over. It's one of the keys of the game here. They turned the heat over in the second half, uh, really ramping up the defense. They got, um, let me see. Nine turnovers for 19 points in the second half. Five steals, uh, nine block shots uh, overall, but nine turnovers for 19 points in the second half for the Celtics. Uh, that's that's a big. It's a big. I've said from the beginning of the series that the team that wins the turnover battle is going to be the team that wins the game. But also, what the Celtics haven't been getting is production from their role players. Al Horford, three of six from three. Derek White, three of seven from three. Marcus Smart, three of nine from three. Grant Williams, four of six from three. Remember the other night where I was sitting here talking about how did Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and, and Caleb Martin, and you list all of those other games. They, this guy got three. That guy got three. That guy got three. And you're not going to win a, a game where those guys all get three-pointers, three three-pointers. Well, the, the, the flip side applies to the Miami Heat. When Horford is, is three of six and Derek White's giving you three and Marcus Smart's giving you three and Grant Williams is coming in giving you four, that's a game where the opponent, no matter who it is, is going to have a tough time beating the Boston Celtics because they're out there bombing away. How do you bomb away from three? How do you get that many open three-pointers? Defense. It starts with the defense and forcing those turnovers and getting out and running, getting out and feeling comfortable, getting out and seeing a couple fall, getting some lamps, getting a dunk, getting fouled, getting to the free throw line, getting that stroke down, 
you know, there's nothing like a few free throws. You know, when you're when you're at that free throw line, you just comfortable, take your dribbles, let that shot go. You just feel it nice and flow off your fingertips. Then as the flow of the game goes, if you're not feeling it, if you weren't feeling it before, a couple of free throws can really make you uh, get that confidence up. So, but it starts with that defense getting out, running. Uh, obviously, you're you're getting the stops and you're piling up these runs. The Celtics had multiple runs in this game where, where they actually ended up saving themselves. Uh, I thought the, um, and I, again, I'll talk about it in the next segment, the Joe Missoula's timeout usage. I, I hope that he kind of got, um, I guess, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? He stumbled into understanding why, what we've been saying about the timeouts. And I think the timeout stuff is overblown with with Joe, it's the thing that people uh, latch on to. But again, I'm going to save that for a second. Um, thought the Celtics. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Grant Williams because Grant. It does seem a little crazy that he didn't play earlier in in a game like this. Kind of highlights, you know, maybe, maybe so whatever whatever it's been going on there with him and Joe Missoula. Uh, I don't think is anything personal, but. Considering like letting him get out there and play through some things, he played pretty good defense. He had a block on Jimmy Butler straight up, which you never see on that baseline fadeaway. Uh, he he played really well, and and to have him out there as an alternative to still have size and strength, but also shooting, he he really uh, I think played a great game. I'm not going to say that this this changes everything, but I thought the Celtics found something in this game that they can at least latch on to going into game five. They they know that if they move the ball, they can generate some good looks. They know if they can get out into transition, if they can turn Miami over, they can generate some good looks, and that's going to help them start to bury some threes. I hope that they learned in the fourth quarter to not walk the ball up because it's the number one thing that drives me nuts uh, when I watch these guys, I was sitting there, they were up 10 or 11 and I'm thinking, Oh my God, they are blowing this. They are, lo- they're going to, I said out loud on press row, they're going to lose this game because they were, they were doing it again. Uh, some of Miami's play kind of played into it and, and certainly forcing the turnovers, getting that stop, that stop that I talked about with Marcus getting the ball up to Jalen Brown, that and one was really, really huge. A really huge play for uh, the Celtics there, but I think there is carryover that you can find here, and and some of it is just as simple as getting Al Horford the right shots, and Al Horford hitting them. So much of this is just simply Al Horford just hitting shots. They all season long have gotten great production from Al Horford. He's been the guy that has. Uh, kind of fueled their offense, right? Tatum and Brown can do their thing, but when when a defense keys in on Tatum and Brown and that kickout goes to Al, he has to hit that shot. When it kicks out to Derek White in that corner, he has to hit that shot, right? It's those guys that have to hit those three-pointers and hit them at a good clip because if those guys hit those shots, 
teams cannot recover. So that's super, super important. Malcolm Brogdon has to find that shot again. He has to get back into He's the one guy who had, I think, a generally kind of bad game in this. But those guys need to start hitting those three-pointers. If they can keep hitting threes at this clip, and when, and Jalen Brown, like I said, was only one of five. You know, he had 17 points. He had another, you know, five fouls. He's in foul trouble. The Celtics foul too much. They have to be more disciplined. And I know Jimmy Butler's whole thing is that he drives, he fakes, he spins. That, that, that drive hard, spin, fade, and, like, just kicks enough of his body out where if you're coming at him to challenge it, He's going to draw the foul. Butler did not have a good game, but he got to the line, was 10 of 12, and had 29 points. But he was a minus 20. Nine rebounds, five assists. It Got to be careful. Got to be careful to say that, oh, okay, this, is, this thing has turned. It looks good. I like where the Celtics um, got after game four, but I expect a massive, massive punch from Miami right away in game five. If the Celtics can handle that, continue to move the ball, continue to defend, they'll be okay. They can do this. They can do this. All right? The odds are stacked way, way against them. The odds are very, very slim. Will they do it? I don't know. The the safe bet is no, they won't do it. Can they do it? Yes, they can do it. Joe Missoula, for all the crap he's gotten, had a great game. Did he stumble into something with the timeouts? Can he finally understand what we're talking about with the timeouts? We'll talk about that next. First, let's talk about FanDuel. FanDuel is Daily Fantasy. It's, no, Daily No, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And you can make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. All right? You can go and uh, you can stack up same-game parlays. So you want to say Jason Tatum scoring 25 points plus Al Horford hitting two three-pointers or more plus Robert Williams getting eight rebounds or more. You can stack those up, and as those odds pile up, you could end up winning uh, a bunch more money. So check it out. There's no better place to get playoff action than America's number one sports book. Uh, download that Download that app. It's safe and secure. You get paid instantly, and there's great promotions every day. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel. Dot com slash locked on FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. I want to thank all of you locked on Celtics listeners. Uh, so cool to see some of you here at uh, the Kasaya Center, whatever it's called in Miami. Uh, I will tell you my level of confidence. I already booked my room for game six. I've already started booking my travel back here for game six. I expect to be back here. Of course, you can cancel it within 24 hours uh, before 24 hours of the uh, the reservation. So <laughs> I, I say, yeah, I'm confident, but also it can be canceled with no repercussions. So, but I can 
you know, focus on the first part of that. <laughs> I do expect to be back. I do expect to be back. Joe Missoula, for all the crap that he's gotten, had a great game. And I think it stood out in uh, a few different runs. The Celtics were down nine in early on. Uh, they gave up an 18-6 run in the first quarter, fell behind by nine points, and then they answered with a 17-5 run. Fell behind by nine again early in the third quarter. Joe Mazzula calls a timeout. The turning point in this game is with 8.27 to go in the third. Celtics down three. Uh, the offense was a little sloppy. It was disjointed. Jason Tatum was out of the game. The Celtics got the ball in the half court. I think they had gotten a steal. They would gotten the ball back. They were down three, and the play was stalling. Jalen Brown had it in the corner. It was starting to slip. About 11 seconds on the shot clock. Joe Mazzulla calls a timeout. Everybody was shocked. It was like, wait a second. Joe called a timeout with, with the uh, to, to stop a disjointed play? Did he really do that? We've been asking for him to do that forever. Not on every disjointed play, but in a key disjointed play like that, especially late in games, he calls a timeout. They draw up a play. Marcus Smart gets to the middle, kicks it over to Al Horford, swing it over to Derek White, three-pointer, boom. The game is tied at 61. The Celtics never trailed after that. Tied at 61. The Celtics took a lead shortly thereafter. Never trailed again. Celtics broke it open. There was an 18-0 run in there. Joe Mazzulla called a couple of timeouts in this game to to kind of get the guys organized after the game. Jalen Brown said, yeah, I thought it was a good decision in that in that spot to call a timeout. I think the timeout stuff is way overblown. Way overblown. Celtics going that 18-0 run. You know who didn't call a timeout? Eric Spolstra. You think everybody's clamoring for his job after he didn't call a timeout? Sometimes you don't call a timeout. Sometimes you want to see your team get through it. Even in the playoffs. And sometimes timeouts don't work. The Celtics call a timeout, and or or Miami call a timeout uh, earlier on in a was part. I think it was part of the seventeen a seventeen five run earlier on. Didn't do anything. So, but everybody has their opinion. They see, hey, this is a spot where I always expect a timeout to be called, and when it's not, they people react. People react, and so. I think it's overblown. However, I have been saying that sometimes Joe needs to call a timeout. There's nothing wrong with spending one in a key moment to get these guys organized, focused. Sometimes players on the floor, it gets away from them. Sometimes guys on the floor, as much as a coach would love to say, hey, I want to see him figure it out. I want to see them get through it. It's not always going to happen. These guys, especially this team, especially these Boston Celtics. It has to become clear. This game has to, if nothing else, has to be a message to Joe Mazzulla. These guys need reorganization every once in a while. These guys need a kick in the ass every once in a while. 
sometimes you need a timeout to be called so they can settle down because Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, those guys, they have a tendency every once in a while to be like, okay, I'm going to do this myself. I got to do this myself. And sometimes you just need to snap in their faces and be like, hey, wake up, wake up, settle down. Let's just run some offense. They ran some offense. They got Derek White a three-pointer. The guy, a guy who had been hitting three-pointers, was who was feeling it. He hits the shot. Boom. Beautiful. That thing was beautiful. So for all of what Joe Mazzula has gone through, these this I, I mean, I can't I'm watching the aftermath, and again, I, I have participated in some of it, but then it just goes the same old tropes. Can Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play together? Watch the whole day on ESPN of splitting up Tatum and Brown. Oh, they've reached, you know, Perk, same thing. Perk, Perk said it once, and then he's like, in, in this season, he's like, ah, no, never mind. And now he's back at it. It's the same stuff. Like, no, you don't split these guys up. Let them figure it out. They're not dead yet. Let them figure it out. Fire Joe Mazzula. No, not yet. No. Let's let's see how this plays out. Let's. There's still time to learn. There's still time to figure things out. Even if they figure it out at the last second, it'll be tough. This is an impossible road for a lot of teams. But as I said, the Celtics have the potential here. They're going home for game five. Home has been problematic. <laughs> they're, have, they're below 500 at home for some reason. But if they can come out with the same level of focus, same level of resilience, they have a chance to win game five. Got to take it that one game at a time. That cliche, but it's true. Can't focus on anything else. They have to focus on the in-game stuff. They have to focus on those details. They have to focus on the, the things offensively that went right. Keep the ball in Smart's hands. Let him run the offense. Get Tatum and Brown on the move. Get them get them against some, some shifting defense. Let, let them catch and then move and react. Just move the ball. Don't have it stick. Trust me. Miami is a good defensive team, but the more they move around, especially in the zone, the more gaps that will present themselves, it'll work. It will work. Keep doing that. And then what's going to end up happening is you'll force the turnovers, get some easy buckets, and three-pointers will start to fall. And then we get to that thing that sustains their life, three-pointers falling. Like I said before, Miami's going to hit them. They're going to hit them hard. But Celtics can win game five. And that puts all the pressure on Miami for a game six right here, back here. If they don't win a game six here, Whew, but that's too far ahead. Let's too far ahead. Good things in this game. Celtics can still play better. Guys can hit guys like Jalen Brown, Mark uh, Mal Malcolm Brogdon. Those guys can still play better. Jason Tatum could play more consistently. Need Al Horford to keep hitting the shots. Need Derek White to keep hitting those shots. So we'll see what they can do. Like I said, tomorrow I'll have Howard Beck. Howard and I will discuss where the Celtics are, what they can do, what they're capable of, get an outside perspective on that. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, whichever app you use. 
watch the show on YouTube, ring the bell, get notified when I drop a video and share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.